This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community. I have a very interesting story for you and my, my friend Brian Brush with Ameren. He, he's on top of the, um, he, he, he's good. He's good at his job. And I said, Brian, I, I need a show. He goes, I've got a really great show for you. You've got to hear about this. You're not even going to believe it. It's called Beep Ball. And then he, he goes into this conversation. Mike probably lasted five to 10 minutes, him explaining like every detail of what would actually happen with the game. So I feel like I really do have an understanding of it, but I could tell that he is very passionate. So we are welcoming today Mike Curtis. He's the Director of Special Initiatives with Minds Eye Radio and Lighthouse for the Blind. Welcome to the show, Mike. Great, Lord. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. And yeah, one of the first things, you know, the the more Brian was talking, I'm like, wow, wow. You know, I just couldn't believe all the things that you all do. So let's just kind of start with what is Minds Eye Radio? Yeah, so Minds Eye, we're a unique organization now. But when we started in 1973, we were founded by the Oblates of Mary Immaculate, which is a a Catholic organization um, by a priest named Father Boniface Wittenbrink. Um, Radio reading services at that time um, were kind of new. There were a few in the U.S., um, but they wanted to start doing that here. So Father Bonnie was tasked with starting a radio station for the blind and visually impaired. So what that means is we read magazines, newspaper, newspapers, uh, traditional media nowadays, uh, online content. Um, and then we have volunteers read that material. Then we broadcast that out um, via SCA radio, which isn't on your normal AM or FM thing. It's a, a subcarrier. Um, which we send out special radios for. But again, nowadays we have digital media. So websites, Alexa skills, we have our own app um, that streams that that content. Um, we started off with about four hours of programming. And then today uh, we're on 24-7, 365, um, about 135 hours of content a week, uh, read by about 100 to 200 volunteers, depending on, depending on the given week and, and how busy we are. Um, so huge, huge operation for... Uh, for the radio reading service side of things. Um, in 2017, um, we broke off from that organization, started our own nonprofit, Minds Eye Radio. Um, and then we kind of expanded our offerings uh, of the need of the community. So um, one of those things is audio description, which is a, a, a very popular thing for those who are visually impaired. Um, any major network or streaming service now has audio description as a option. Um, for, for audio. So what audio description is, it's the, the opposite of what uh, ASL um, interpretation might be. Um, they'll describe uh, costumes, set pieces, what's the action that's happening in a particular TV show. Um, but we do that in a live setting. So that's theater, that's sporting events around the St. Louis metro area, um, and, and things like that. So it's a, a, a very big production and our, uh, our coordinator, Megan Harms, um, she uh, she has quite her plate full. We do about, uh, on, on busy months, about 40 productions, um, live events in St. Louis. Um, and then, um, and that goes year round too. And then the other thing, which was beat baseball, um, which we started doing in 2006 as just a fundraiser to help supplement the radio broadcast side of things, um, which was a, a one-day tournament. Um, we've gotten upwards of 24 teams for that, played by sighted and visually impaired alike. 
Um, and then in 2019, we kind of expanded the need for a professional beat baseball team. Uh, we had the athletes in the area and kind of started the Gateway Archers then and took off from there. So what is beep ball? So beat baseball is an adapted form for those who are blind or visually impaired of baseball or softball. Um, the, the three main differences of, of beat baseball compared to regular baseball, what I call the three B's, that's the ball itself. It is a 16-inch Chicago-style softball um, with an actual electronics on the inside, which I have one with me here. So I'm going to play for just a second. I'll, I'll get away from my phone because it is quite loud. So that's the sound that the beat baseball makes. So that's the biggest difference. Um, the other thing would be the bases. The bases aren't your traditional first, second, and third. Um, there is just first and third base. They are four-foot-tall cylinder pillars made out of foam, again, with their own special uh, audio mechanism and that make more of a buzzing noise. Um, and it's just first and third base. It's 100 feet down first baseline and third baseline and 10 feet off the baselines. Um, and then the, the other thing is blindfolds. So professionally for our team, the Gateway Archers, um, you have to be legally visually impaired to play that sport as a player. Um, for our fundraising purposes, anybody can play, but the blindfold is the great equalizer. So even though this game is meant for those who are blind or visually impaired, there's varying degrees of that. Um, so a blindfold is worn by all players um, to even the playing field for, for that. Um, so I, I'll walk you through a traditional play of beat baseball. I like to do it from the hitter's perspective. Um, so they're, unlike traditional baseball, there's four strikes in one ball. The pitcher is on the hitter's team. Um, so the goal is not to get strikeouts. So the goal is to pitch the ball to your player. Um, myself, am a pitcher for our team. Um, I'll say something along the lines of set, ready, pitch, set, ready, ball. And the player is listening for my timing of the ball rather than the beeping of the ball itself. So my goal is to get the player to hit the ball and then say I'm successful at that, which uh, <laughs> uh, a good pitcher makes, for, uh, makes up for a lot of things. Um, but once the ball is put into play, um, a special umpire will flip on first or third base so you don't automatically run to first base. So if third base is flipped on, that player will run to that base. If that player gets to the base before the six blindfolded fielders are able to pick up that ball, then it's a run. Um, if the blindfolded fielders pick up the ball, then it is an out. Um, there's no running from first to third or third to first. So after you get to the base and score, the play is over and you'll have a new batter. Um, the fielders are aided by up to two sighted spotters. So um, a lot of teams like to designate the, the sides of the fields in zones. So they can't say that the name of the player is left. They can't give them specific directions like go forward, go left, or anything like that. They can just say a number of a zone, and it's up to those players to, to find the ball, um, which, which sounds insanely complicated, but the quickness and efficiency of, of the players that have been doing this a long time, um, it's, it's quite incredible to watch. Um, so that's traditional beat baseball. Um, it's uh, six innings. And then it, it's very competitive um, and, uh, and, and highly driven by these athletes. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, let's go ahead and take our first break, and we'll come right back and continue the conversation.
Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Mike Curtis. He's the Director of Special Initiatives with Mind's Eye Radio and Lighthouse for the Blind. And we are talking about Beep Ball, B-E-E-P, Beep Ball, and um, very unique opportunity. So six people in the field, are they like, um, are, are they more the infielder spots or outfield as well? So, no, yeah. So a traditional baseball field isn't played on a, a diamond like regular baseball. It's it's primarily played on all grass fields. So soccer fields are by far the, the best place to play beat baseball, usually because it's a flat surface um, and all grass. Um, it is a 170-foot field. So it's still set up like a regular baseball field, a diamond shape like that. Um, but the home run line is around 170 feet. There's no physical fences. Um, which means we can play beat baseball in any any standard size um, open soccer field or or field in general um, can be made to make a beat baseball field. Um, there are home runs in beat baseball. It doesn't happen very often. Um, the the size of the ball it weighs about a pound. So hitting that with a metal bat to send it 170 feet in the air doesn't sound like uh, very far for traditional baseball or softball players. But I assure you, hitting that ball 170 feet is is quite an accomplishment. It doesn't happen very often. Um, mm-hmm. But if it goes in the air over that line, it's actually worth two two runs instead of a, a single run. Um, so, so that's that's the basics of the field, yeah. And then the the defenders, they're they're laid out usually in layers because of of where the ball might get hit. So we usually have two short players who would play traditionally like a, a shortstop and second baseman. Then you have what would be two midfielders who are around. Uh, 30 feet behind them, and then you'll have two deep fielders or roamers um, that are around 150 feet on the left and right field sides. And then they kind of work in conjunction with each other. I mentioned earlier that the spotter is allowed to stay a zone of where that ball is hit. Um, after that after that spotter says whatever zone it is, um, they're not allowed to say anything else, but the players themselves can communicate as much as they want. So if the spotter says the wrong zone, it's up to the players to correct them or or let their teammates know of where that ball exactly is. So communication is a, a very key component on defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, I, I've never, ever heard of beep ball, but um, apparently this is a big thing because you all are going to be hosting the World Series. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite quite an accomplishment. Um, so the, the league that we're a part of is the National Beat Baseball Association. Um, they were founded uh, around 50 years ago. So the Beat Baseball World Series has been going on, I think, since 1975. Um, but usually every year, the, that organization, the NBBA, hosts it in a different city. Um, last year was in Norman, Oklahoma. The year before that, Beaumont, Texas. The uh, year before that, Wichita. But it's been in, in Florida, Wisconsin, New York. Um, so it's been all over the U.S. and it kind of travels from, from city to city. In 2022, our organization, Mind's Eye, in conjunction with Lighthouse for the Blind St. Louis, made a bid to host it here in St. Louis slash St. Charles. Um, the reason why St. Charles is the, is the main name on there is because the, the fields that we mentioned being on professional-style soccer fields, there's not a whole lot of those major complexes in the St. Louis area proper. Um, we needed around uh, 18 fields in St. Charles uh, slice of soccer complex uh, was a perfect location for that. So when we bid on that in 2022, we were awarded the Beat Baseball World Series in 2024. Um, so we've been hard at work ever since, um, lining all, all the all the logistics of of hosting that event. Mm-hmm. So how many teams are we talking? Uh, it varies from every year. 
Um, last year, there was 19 in Norman, Oklahoma. They've, they've had upwards in the 20s. Um, there's usually 32 teams uh, registered every year. Um, not all of them come to the Baseball World Series due to funding, due to other factors, not having enough players, et cetera. Um, but we anticipate around 22. Uh, again, all of them from every major part of the United States, a lot in the Midwest, a lot in the West Coast, a lot from Texas. Um, and even a team from Taiwan uh, will be coming this year. They they take a little bit of break since the pandemic, but usually they send um, what's considered their all-star team to our Deep Baseball World Series. Um, they have their own league over there, and they usually send their, their 10 best players uh, to come compete in the U.S. here. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a big deal. Again, National Beep Baseball Association World Series, St. Charles, and it's going to be in July, um, July 21st through the 28th. So what an exciting time. I know here locally in Danville, we hold we host the NJCAA Division II National Basketball Tournament, and I know all of the effort that goes into that and making the bids and that type of thing. So congratulations. I, I know the work that has went into the process to get you where you are at. I know you must be very excited, and I know the Gateway Archers must be very excited. Tell us about them. So, yeah, the Archers, we we started in, in 2019, right before the pandemic um, and all the major shutdowns, so it was a bad year to start a beat baseball team. Um, but we've, we've had athletes in the St. Louis area that wanted to take more than our, our basic fundraising tournaments and, and try to compete at a more national level. So when we started in 2019 slash 2020, uh, we had seven players all local to the St. Louis area. Um, and we held practices until shutdown happened. And then, um, we competed in our first tournament, which was able to happen in July of 2020 with, with some restrictions in place due to COVID. Um, but we were able to compete in our first World Series in 2021. That was the one in Wichita, Kansas. Um, and then it's our roster has grown every year. So when we first started, we did keep everybody local to our area. Um, but even though each roster only has around six players that can start on any given game, you're allowed substitutions like any regular baseball game. Um, we realized that we needed more players. Um, the The World Series is a, a week-long competition, so um, it's – you're playing three games a day in 100-degree-plus weather, um, sun bearing down on you, and you're out there for eight to ten hours per day. So it's it's a very grueling um, week of, of sport, uh, not to mention all the, the athletic things you need to do to compete and play at a high level. So we, we added a few players um, every year, some of them from outside of our area, some of them with ties back to St. Louis. Uh, a few of our players grew up in the St. Louis area. Um, but moved away due to job opportunities and things like that. Um, but our, our current roster, uh, I believe we have around 16 players. Some of those are guys who are in development that are that are not necessarily too young to play, but probably wouldn't get much playing time um, over some of the other talent that we have on our roster. Um, currently right now we have seven players who have made um, all-star appearances. So there's an unofficial all-star game that's happened the past two years in San Antonio, Texas. Um, that's usually the top 25 to 30 players selected. Uh, seven of those players are now a part of the Gateway Archers, um, which is, is, is phenomenal for, for us to have that much talent um, on our team. So we, we're very hopeful that 2024 is going to be our year to, to win the World Series. Um, last year, we finished ninth out of 19 teams. The year before that, unfortunately, we finished 13th. And then the, our first year, we finished ninth as well. So never 
can't quite uh, crack that uh, that top five. But this year with the players that we have, we're very hopeful to, to be able to compete for that championship. So interesting. Well, let's take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We are talking about Beep Ball, the World Series, Beep, B-E-E-P, Beep Ball. And uh, give a, for somebody that's just joining us, Mike, what's a two-sentence explanation of Beep Ball? So Beep Baseball is an adaption of baseball or softball for players who are blind or visually impaired um, that, that play a game that's aided by sighted volunteers. Um, that's, that's highly competitive and the athletes that are blind and visually impaired are incredible human beings and, and athletes first, visually impaired second, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've got two interesting questions. So we are here, you know, for the most part, well, not for the most part, our station is based in Danville, Illinois, Vermillion County, although we reach a lot of different areas. Um, if somebody is listening today and they're like, that's really unique. I would like to try to start something like that in this area. What would be the process? So yeah, B yeah, B baseball. I mean, you'll need visually impaired players, um, which depending on where you're at in the country, they're, they're higher concentrations in certain areas. Um, you would need six to form a full team, but that doesn't necessarily mean you would need six to start an organization. You just may not be able to compete right away. Um, and then cited volunteers to help and then funding to, to, for equipment and things like that, which um, I haven't touched on much besides the balls and bases. These aren't major things that you can go to Amazon for. Dick Sporting's Good and Gets. Um, they're proprietary, or they're specially made by. There's two manufacturers of ball in the entire U.S. that need to produce thousands of balls for the teams that that are already formed and other organizations that might use them. Um, so that's a bit of a shortage. In the bases um, are made by one organization right now, hopefully two. So. Um, equipment is a challenge for the sport and getting it may take some time. Um, but those, those resources are available, um, that the nbba.org website has all the resources and links to, to order the equipment, um, for that. But yeah, the, the players and then the equipment are, are primarily the things you need to get started. So other than that, just hard work, ingenuity and, and resources. Mm-hmm. Well, we are definitely, um, you know, my ears are perked again. I'm just so excited to hear about this. I didn't know that there was an opportunity. And, you know, who doesn't like sports? And the uh, the, uh, uh, opportunity for visually impaired to participate in uh, a baseball-like game, that's just amazing. And, you know, it opens up so many doors. And so congratulations to you and the hard work that you all are doing to make that happen. Um, We've got a few minutes left in the program. What else would you like to tell us? Um, yeah, so Mind's Eye and, and Lighthouse for the Blind in partnership, like we're we're very excited to host the, the 2024 B Baseball World Series. It, it couldn't happen without partners like Lighthouse for the Blind, like Amarin, Illinois, like um, being United Way Safety Net Agency. All these important partners help make this financially possible. Um, anybody that's interested in, in supporting that, um, they can contact us. Uh, my email is mcurtis at mindseyeradio.org. Um and then volunteers is the other big thing that we'll need um, since this is a week-long competition um, and we'll be using upwards of 12 fields per day. Um, we need about 75 volunteers per day of, of the Beat Baseball World Series. Um, so that's another thing where people get involved directly. Um, what type of skills would a volunteer need to have? 
Uh, absolutely none. We'll teach you most of everything. The the umpires that actually officiate the game, those are trained by the NBBA. Um, but there's other positions like base umpires, field umpires. Um, the funnest job is is doggy daycare. So since we do have a, a large contingency of blind and visually impaired players coming, some of them have guide dogs they don't want outside in the heat all day. Um, so doggy daycare is <laughs> is a fun one. You get to help help guide dogs and, and play with them all day. Um, so that's always a popular one that fills up relatively quickly. Um, and then most of our shifts, we don't, again, since it's a long day, we don't want volunteers out there for eight hours a day standing in the sun helping. Um, most of the shifts are limited to around three to three and a half hours. But all your other things, too, of a field set up, getting water, um, basic things like that. You get to drive a golf cart occasionally. So that's there is some fun mixed in. Okay, well, definitely fun there. So, uh, Mike, what would be a website that people could go to to get more information? So you have more information for us, mindseyeradio.org, and then more information on beat baseball as a whole, uh, nbba.org, which is the National Beat Baseball Association's website. Okay, good information. Um, So this is going to be held, the actual World Series is in July, so we'll get you all back on before July so we can talk about, you know, some of the development, see what's happening. Maybe we can talk to a player or two, get that information out there. Sound good? Perfect, absolutely. Okay, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Audience, again, that was Beep Ball. The World Series is going to be in the St. Louis, St. Charles area, July, the towards the end of July, and, you know, Minds Eye Radio and Lighthouse for the Blind, great organization, and um, so real quick, let's squeeze this in. If you're doing 40-some shows, I mean, that's got to be, that that takes a lot. Do you all need volunteers to help with anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So volunteerism, especially on the radio side of things, is always something that we're needing. Um, so if, if you have a few hours a week to spare, a lot of our volunteers are remote now. Um, one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is is teaching our volunteer base on how to record from home. Um, and simple devices like a, an iPad, computer, and cell phone are great tools that, that can be used to, to help our needs there. So yeah, anybody interested in volunteering um, for the broadcast side of things or even audio description side of things, um, that information can be found on our website as well. Okay, thank you so much. Audience, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We will be back in the morning with another show. Until then, have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.